The Spanish announce table. Tom, it was a big week of pro wrestling, one of the bigger weeks of the year, and we are going to cover all kinds of shit about it. But uh, before we do that, uh, what else is new with old Tommy? Well, I'll tell you this much. It was not a busy week in the world and wacky world of pro wrestling with NXT TakeOver, uh, some headline news that we'll get into here in a moment, and the Royal Rumble. Uh, we also were, were busy. Uh, we had our Spanish announce table double date mm-hmm. at the Kansas City Improv Club uh, on Thursday night with uh, stand-up comedian Chris Porter, who's from Kansas City, special on Hulu called Ugly and Angry. Definitely check that out. Um, I had a good time. What, what about you? Did you have a good time? Did yeah, your wife I, enjoy our company? She did. Uh, we had a great time. First of all, Chris Porter, if anybody hasn't seen or heard of him, is amazing. Is a local guy, but you know, it's not the only reason we're saying that he's amazing. Yeah, he's uh, very funny regardless. Because again, you know over the course of this show, we don't care that because something is close to us, that means we automatically like it. We are fans right. of just talent and good uh, entertainment. And Chris Porter is one of those acts. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did that. We, we got out what it was right out of work. I'm flying into the, mm-hmm. the Kansas city improv and zona Rosa, um, which not to give them a plug. Cause I think we'd rather give the comedy club of Kansas city friend of the show, Dustin Kaufman for anybody who went back. Is it, it's Dustin Carlton, something like that. Uh, no, yeah, something like that. starting up his own comedy club in Kansas city. So if you're in the area, make sure to check that out. But Definitely. besides that, uh, boy, three soccer games for old Swim Trunk this weekend, and I managed to watch two and a half of them. Yeah, let's get into this. So as the as the ball turns, uh-huh. now it was as the wheel turns, but now it's as the ball turns because you have a fun little soccer story. So let's get into that. I was not allowed to finish watching the <laughs> the latest game uh on Sunday I think it was and um so my son gets double booked by coach right this this place sets up this coach he's got two teams and they book the same teams at the same time to play each other right which right. you know like come on right it's a bit of a dick move right but also, it's like, hey, get over it. It's kids, right? right? So I get both sides. Right. So he says, hey, uh, you guys are here all the time. You guys are involved. You mind just – he's like, I don't want to try to pick sides, so I'm going to try to kind of coach both, but I'm going to get a parent to kind of be the subbing in yeah. and out, the kind of, you know, in the moment coach. And we were like, yeah, sure, fine. So while he's doing that, we've got a referee who sucks, flat out sucks. He's the same one who, I don't know if you tell me, he almost kicked my son out. Because of the yeah. elbow situation, and my mm-hmm. son retaliated. Well, these kids are throwing elbows again, right? And this is a different team, but now they're throwing hard elbows. And I'm talking raised up elbows, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And in any game of any soccer that I've ever watched, that's not allowed, right? Extra right. physicality, great, right? Bodying, hips, into the wall, whatever. But the raised elbow is bad because that's dangerous, right? You're talking nerds. You're talking teeth. You're talking mm-hmm. possible concussions, right? And so we're telling the kids the whole time, don't retaliate, right? Because we're going to get thrown out, right? That's what the guy threatened last time. So I take it upon myself to just let him know that this is happening, right? So I'm going, elbows, every time one of these kids throws an elbow, right? And at some point, I start counting them. 
I started at one, but it had already been more than one, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. elbows, two, right? I'm yelling them out. And I can see this ref getting angry about it, right? But f- fuck him, right? Like, start calling the goddamn elbows, right? Because if my kids start retaliating, which I'm losing the ability to convince them not to, right? they're bigger, somebody's about to get hurt, right? Which is what yeah. happened when my son did it. So I get the elbows six times. Right? I yell that out. He blows the whistle, comes over to me, and he's like, hey, you say that again and you're out of here. And I was like, elbows? I can't say elbows? I mean, they're throwing elbows and you're not calling the elbows. Why can't I say elbows? What the hell? And he starts yelling back and he goes, one more time and you're out of here. And I, and I went, okay. I was like, okay, baby, just go back to not calling the elbows, all right? And he was like, that's it, man. You say it again and you're out of here. Do you got it? And I went, do you got it? And he blew the whistle was like, you're out of here. And I was like, fine, whatever, man. Right, and I just turned around and walked out, and uh, never called another elbow in the whole thing. And I again, I'm walking out, and the kid's regular coach, right? Who you know, again, we've said this is not their normal team's coach. They're getting this thing. He comes around the corner because he had been watching from the end, and all he does is just give me a high five on the way out. Right, <laughs> I was just like, screw this guy. Right, like, just forget that man. Like, I don't care. Right, like, refs suck. You're gonna have bad calls. But this is a dangerous one where my kids are about to retaliate and it's going to get mm-hmm. ugly and somebody's going to get hurt, hurt, right? And I'm not disrupting the game by yelling elbows, right? Like every time he gets thrown an elbow. Like, get out of here, man. I hate people. I love that between the two of us, you're the one that keeps getting kicked out of games. Right, you right. would have thought <laughs> that would have been this guy. But nope, well, good old Tim's holding down the fort. I like it. The whole thing here is the kid never wants – is hey, it's not illegal. They can do blah blah blah. Our inter- which I know he doesn't have that because every other ref in their damn place called those you know called those yeah. a foul. Every other ref I've seen in every other bit of soccer called those a foul. Mm-hmm. So should I have not maybe said it to him and just maybe found you know whoever's in charge of the refs there to say hey man somebody go watch this guy and make sure he's doing this right you know maybe yeah. that's the route I should have taken. But whatever. At some point I was like I'm I. I started egging him on to throw me out because I'm not going to stop calling out <laughs> that. You know what I yeah. mean? Those elbows. So, eh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so, I got to watch two and a half soccer games this weekend. Right? Oh. Isn't that fun? Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And then, yeah, of course, all of the uh, wrestling what events. What else did you do? That was about it other than, you know, the major wrestling events and some K-State sporting and that kind of stuff. So. Well, man, I tell you what. So Thursday night was our Spanish Downs Table double date, as we already mentioned. Friday night was our company holiday party. We do it uh, towards the end of January just because we like to be respectful of uh, extended holidays, yada, yada, yada. We feel like towards the end of January, I mean, come on, holidays are done, right? So that's when then the company will do their holiday party. Did it at uh, Lydia's down here. In the Crossroads area, Lydia, if you don't know who that is, world-famous Italian chef. She's been on Beat Bobby Flay, Gordon Ramsay, all that stuff. She's from – I mean, she's from Italy, but she has uh, her residency here in Kansas City. She has restaurants across the country. Uh, We ate there. Fantastic food. First time Emily got to meet my coworkers. Mm. Uh, So that was um, interesting and fun um, because we like to party. Mm. And – this is a different type of uh, company in the sense that we're still small, right? Like we are going to be expanding. I told you a couple of weeks ago we have a venture capital company that invested $6 million. And so that needs to go into hiring and blah, 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 blah. So we're going to be coming 
more put together but you know we still have an ugly orange couch that we meet on every friday uh you know so we're still that kind of a company right now and emily comes from the children's mercy hospital regiment uh you know we need to be have decorum and my two co-founders are just drunk as skunks just like this is the past hey yeah (laughs) and they know Emily's mom because Emily's mother is like the queen, the godmother of small business in Kansas City. And that's not hyperbole. That's factual. And so like, we love your mom so much. She does so great work. And I don't know why she likes us, but we love that she likes us and all of that stuff. So that was Friday. Uh, stayed out till about 11, 1130, which, you know, that's typical. But then the kicker was we got up at 515 Saturday morning. Uh, picked up her brother, younger brother, to drive to Omaha to go see her older brother compete in his first ever Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition. Uh, he was one of four in his uh, weight class. Here's the thing that I did not consider because of how big he is. So he's 6'5", 230, right? Okay. 6'5", 230. So when he told me, like, hey, I'm entering in my jiu-jitsu competi- or in, into a jiu-jitsu competition, I've been doing it, like, you know, twice a week for seven months. I was like, oh. And he was a cop, right? He was a cop in the Bronx yeah. for seven years, Jeez, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, this guy is not going to be startled by confrontation. Uh, he's probably going to have extremely good grip strength because, you know, putting people's hands behind their backs and putting handcuffs. So all these things, I'm like, dude, you're great like here's just a couple basic things that anthony's telling me to tell you because i told anthony i was like hey do you have any tips for a beginner because i could tell him stuff but i've only done this twice you know he's a purple belt like let's get some real information here so anthony was telling me like hey make sure he's doing x y and z and so i'm telling jake hey do x y and z right Right. and so uh saturday morning we wake up at 5 15 we drive the two and a half hours to omaha nebraska we get to this rec center where the jiu-jitsu tournament's there uh her older brother shows up he's a little nervous but like anxious not like scary but just anxious to do it uh he weighs in every motherfucker was his size or bigger and i was like oh shit jake (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was gonna be your advantage and it was not and so uh he, he competed well. He didn't win a match. He went 0 for 2, but uh, it was a submission only. If it was points, I think he would have won the first one, but uh, he ended up gassing out because, hey, it's your very first one. There's a lot of people. Your sister, your brother, your future brother-in-law is staring at you. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. You go six minutes, and it, it was no time limit. Like You just go until there's a submission. So, you know, lactic acid, your muscles build up. It happens. And the other guy, the other guy had been uh, grappling for like three years. So not a bad loss. Second loss was to a guy who was, I don't think he was a white belt. I think he should be a blue belt, but is doing one of the little, like, Oh, don't, don't, don't belt me. Don't rank me up. I want to stay here, you know, where I feel comfortable. So he did well, but, um, so we did that on Saturday and then Sunday was the good old Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And I guess you want to transition to kind of a little uh, headline news and then yeah, get to our thoughts in the second segment about the Rumble yeah. and NXT TakeOver. Yeah. So, yeah, let's start off with this. So the big rumor, and I'm calling it a rumor because in the world of pro wrestling, everything's a work. 
And so the big rumor confirmed by WWE reported by PW Insider and a couple other news outlets is that Dean Ambrose will not be renewing his contract after WrestleMania and will be leaving the company. Tim, Mm. your thoughts. It does sound like a work the more I thought. At first, of course, I believed it, you know, just because it it sounds like Dean Ambrose, right? Right. Right. Um, And then, you know, somebody even brought it up on Twitter, and I forget who it was, but they were kind of like, hey, man, WWE doesn't do this, like, especially when it's that far out. Right, they yes. don't talk about this stuff to the media, right. to anybody, because oh, that's kind of poor form of any company, really, to do. It's definite poor form, and typically, as you mentioned, they 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 make statements after the fact, after he has left, after she has left. They don't right. say like, "Hey, coming up, this talent is gone." Right. So, so yeah. So my thought process is, yeah, this is a work. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling also. So, you know, yeah, that's where I think it is. I mean, I kind of hope it is because I like Dean Ambrose, man. I I want him to – I like him, but I would also like him if he went somewhere else that had a visibility like we're talking about. All Elite Wrestling promises to be, but that remains to be seen. But, again, New Japan, I mean, I'm not really watching it. I don't know that I'd follow Would you watch it with Dean Ambrose? I feel like I would watch – New Japan if yeah if let's say a year from now you know half this bloated WWE roster left and they're all on New Japan well yeah I could watch New Japan completely in English and don't need the subtitles and don't need to you you know what I mean you can watch it if you have the channel access TV Jim Ross and Josh Barnett are your commentators but like you know not all of the competitors are speaking English right you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah. right right Yeah. yeah what about you Well, so one of the things uh, that is being reported is that he's tired of the hokiness. So let's just say it's a shoot. Let me hold on. I'll say why I think it's a work. Then I'll go into it's a shoot. So let me back up. I think it's a work for this reason. I, again, have uh, I'm familiar with contract negotiations. I worked for Titan Entertainment. Now, those were MMA contracts, but it was similar in the sense of it's an independent contractor trying to hold up his or her end of a, a contract agreement. Right. Right. There is still, and we don't know the exact date, but they said after WrestleMania. As of this recording, I believe there's still 67 days until WrestleMania, right? right. And so 60 days out, you're still playing a a pissing competition, right? I want this. Well, we don't want to give you this. Instead, we'll give you that. Well, I don't want that. I want double what I said the first time. You're still doing this pissing competition. Stuff doesn't honestly get like real, real with a... Uh, disgruntled employee until about two weeks out. Then everyone starts to feel the flames, right? Then we're like, oh, everyone's feet are on the fire. There's going to be an impasse here soon, right? Right. So 60 days out, generally speaking, now Dean Ambrose might be a head case because he kind of plays that character, but we don't really know how he legitimately is. Now, we've met him. He seemed like a fine gentleman. It was early in the morning. He seemed a little tired. Right. That's kind of my only read on him. Anyhow, uh, yeah, 60 days out, you're kind of just, oh, he'll crack first. They'll cr- the the right. other side is going to crack before I do. So I think if this is a shoot, this is just a ploy to get negotiations back on the table. But I definitely think this is a work. I think this is going to be a Dean Ambrose swan song or Dean Ambrose is written out of TV. Look, there goes Dean. When will he show up at All Elite Wrestling? Seth Rollins. 
gets screwed by Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar retains the title. Ha ha ha. Gotcha. Right. Right. That could exactly. easily be something that happens. Right. Um, now, if it's a shoot, one thing that's being reported is that he's tired of the hokiness mm-hmm. of WWE, which Yes. Remember here in Kansas City, he had to do that one promo when he was the babyface and Seth Rollins was the heel and he had to bring out all these like bodily uh, arms, like a a mannequin head and a mannequin arm. And then Mick Uh Foley came out and it was really stupid and hokey, right? He's done plenty of hokey stuff. But I'd like to tell Jonathan Good, his real name that I found out through the press release, a a little fun fact. Uh, The independent scene's the same fucking way, pal. Colt Cabana, you got Joey Ryan grabbing the dick. Yeah. Like, don't be That's, thinking that. Yeah. Don't be thinking yeah. that now that you're on the independent scene. Oh, it's real wrestling. That's why I said if you were if this is a shoot and you want the real wrestling, you're going to have to go to Ring of Honor or you're going to have to go to New Japan because that's where the money is for what you're making. And that's where the non hokey yeah, stuff is. But man, not even that. I mean, you'll see Joey Ryan in those places and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's now what you have is a little bit more ability on the in those places things to say i'm not fucking doing that right yeah right? now of course right. and if he decides not to do it i'm saying definitely but what i'm saying is he's he if he's going through the independence scene now before aew starts he might be on a card where the young bucks are doing their like meta inside joke where it's the melter driver and all that mm-hmm. weird hokey stuff and are you going to be okay with that? That's what I'm getting at. Like you might be in it, be having a, you know, legit straight up match with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brian Cobb or someone, you know, right. and it's a real, you know, two bulls and kind of thing that what you're looking for. It seems like, but underneath that, yeah, you're going to have Joey Ryan might be doing his dick thing. And then you might have the super kick party or you might have cheeseburger, you know, like you're going to have hokey shit. So I hope that like just because he thinks it's happening in WWE, it doesn't happen anywhere else because it does. It does. Well, and and the thing is, I mean, like I say that I I would rather him be kind of here in WWE if they were going to do something meaningful and cool with him. If this was going to turn into a giant work to where he becomes a championship level guy who can hold the storyline and make it entertaining and make it a big deal cool but i don't have any faith that i've seen in wwe to do that with anybody so you know there's a couple people right now that can do that daniel bryan well yeah daniel bryan i mean becky Lynch is pulling it off somewhat well but a lot of that is because they are forcing the issue of what they want to say so now can dean ambrose also get that clout and pull that off remains to be seen we'll see Right. What so else the other, there? yeah, the other headline news, and this is again a report, but from all indications through Twitter and other uh, publications, uh, seems to be legit. But Hideo Tommy has quit right. WWE, asked, and was granted his release. Finished up his uh, tapings on Tuesday, and now is a free agent. So Hideo Tommy is now out of uh, WWE. What are your thoughts on that, Tim? Um. Yeah, I thought he was already until recently. So you know, I I don't know. Man. I feel like I feel like he was the one guy. Now, Sami Zayn was there, but I think if if memory serves me correct, he was there. Sami Zayn was there before Hideo Tommy. Right. But it felt like Kenta was a huge star, and Kenta 
was the last guy who had to change his name and then like were someone new, right? Because like after him, it was now Kevin Owens changed his name, but he was still Kevin Owens, right? Right. Uh, Nakamura came over. Samoa. Yeah, but then Nakamura came over. Samoa Joe came over. Uh, You even had James Storm as using his pro wrestling name. AJ Styles didn't have to change his name. So I felt like Kenta or whatever you want to call him, Hideo Itami, was that last guy who had to be like, nope, we're rebranding everything instead of just saying like, no, Kenta's the guy that came up with the go to sleep and Kenta's the guy that had the strong style that everyone in the back fucking loves. And he had to be like, nope, let's redo it. And he came out strong, right? In NXT, when he debuted, he had that badass song that reminded me of Pride Fighting Championship was the big drums. I loved his walkout song. Mm. thought it was great. When I heard it at the Royal Rumble, I was even like, I forgot how fucking cool this song is, you know? Um, but I always felt like he was a what-if case, right? right? So he came out strong. He was doing all the right things. Uh, he was kind of in that main event, like uh, co-main event level. Starts to get a little bit pushed, and then he gets hurt. Remember, he gets hurt yep. forever. And they were going to start because I think initially from what I remember reading is they didn't think the injury was going to be too serious. So it was Kevin Owens who jumped him backstage. Remember, it was going to yeah. be alluded to that. A program with Kevin Owens is always going to elevate you, right? But then the injury was a little bit too long. And by that time, when he did get back to 100%, that's when I mentioned the Nakamura's were already there. The Finn Balor's were already there. The Sami Zayn's were hitting at all strides. And Kevin Owens was taking over. And so it was like, oh, man, welcome back. But we got five new shiny toys now. Sorry. And then... I thought it was a great idea to bring him to 205 Live, right? Because he would look undersized and silly, in my opinion, having a match with, at the time, Big Cass. Like, that would have just right. looked... Braun Strowman. Com- which, yeah, comical. You know. Right. Yeah, I just but, don't... Like, again, WWE... We're still in the midst of trying to see if a Shinsuke Nakamura will work out and, and an Asuka, uh, but those have been the only two that you could give any measurable success of Japanese stars yeah, that have worked that out that true. they brought over. And I and, mean, yeah. before people try to say Yokozuna, he's Samoan. So, right. you know, like it just doesn't. Mm. Well, you know, um, and, and not to, cause you know, we we're trying to be a podcast that doesn't read the dirt sheets. However, because you know, we are on Twitter and enough things that you scroll through, you're going to see something. Uh, it's being reported that Nakamura is not the happiest. And if you mm-hmm. saw his uh, last tweet, it was WCW. Not yeah. hashtag WCW. Just WCW. WCW. So yep. don't know what that means, but people are now whispers of Nakamura leaving. Uh, we'll get into it in the next segment, uh, possibly. But, you know, he won the title at Rumble, and then he lost the title to R-Truth, the United States Championship to be specific. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. But um, it seems like, confirmed, uh, Hideo Tommy gone. I think he goes to New Japan. I think him uh, and Okada, or if he goes to uh, All Japan, where he kind of made his name, I believe. Hashtag tweet the table if I'm wrong, going off memory here. But I feel like New Japan is the shiny new... Japanese promotion, number one, number one, number one. So I think an Akata, um, 
Kenta match is awesome. I think a Kenta uh, Naito match is great. Kenny Omega left New Japan, but we don't know what happens with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Kenta can go back over, build some good feuds, and then Wrestle Kingdom. I think it's going to be fourteen. I would not be shocked if in January of twenty twenty he's main eventing Wrestle for the. New Japan Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I mean, and I think this is better off for him, man. Like, I, I don't, it's not working here. Nobody, even people that, like, love 205 Live, I don't hear them being like, it's Hideo Itami, like, you've got to put the belt on him. Like, just nobody really, he's just a guy that's there. Yeah, but again, you know, like I mentioned last week, you had Daniel Bryan going out of his way to talk about how, uh, Hideo Tommy kicked him the hardest and he can't hear out of his right ear and he's a dangerous man. So it seems like backstage still there's the, Hey, we all love this guy. But like you said, WWE's track record with building international stars that don't speak English as a first language, well, man, it's slim to known. I, and and their one is a Samoan. <laughs> some of that may be too that. Like, I mean, we talked about this, uh, off on our own through text messages about the Dean Ambrose thing that, there's been reports that they're trying to push the people that are adamant, like, I'm going to leave or I'm unhappy to try to keep them from doing so. So that's why we may have seen some enhanced time and mentioning of these people because they're trying to be like, oh, guys, don't we do love you, see? And people yeah. see through that, man. They're not dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I don't, that's almost. Oh, did you see? Yeah. Did you see uh, Chris Jericho's tweet? Mm-mm. He made some news. Uh, Chris Jericho tweeted at Ring of Honor at. Uh, WWE and I believe at um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I might have got that third one wrong. But anyhow, he said uh, hey and then uh, Twitter handled all of those companies. Uh, Stop pushing everyone who's upset. We're only interested in six to eight. Thanks. And then it was all elite wrestling. (laughs) I thought that was pretty great. That's fun. Hey, you can stop with all these things. We're not interested in half the people that are upset. Yeah. We only want like six of them. You're an idiot. Right. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, you want to take okay. a break? And then after the break, we can get into our thoughts on NXT TakeOver and the Royal Rumble. And Let's then take another that. break, get into our favorite things of the week. Some I'm foreshadowing. Gonna, uh, yeah. I'm excited about that. I may have to think about what actually was my favorite, but we have time to do that because, like you said, we're coming back in the break. We're going to talk about NXT. We're going to talk about some Royal Rumble. And you know what I mean? We're going to hit it up. But in the meantime, in the meantime, to help us out, once again, we had a few a bit of technical difficulties. So it would help if you maybe gave us some donations through PayPal. You can use tableshow at gmail.com. Or you can make a donation and get something for your money besides entertainment. You can get like some shirts and some other stuff. Apparently not Coffee Zippo bugs. lighters. I don't know if you saw that email come through, Tom. Yes, can't I put, did. Can't put cartoon characters on a Zippo lighter, but you know, so our Never. mask doesn't really fit the bill. But there's other stuff out there. It's zazzle.com slash Spanish announce table. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash Spanish announce table. Uh, buy some stuff, and we're going to get a couple bucks off every item. We're not getting much. We ain't getting rich off of this. It's going to help us get some better equipment. Uh, or maybe you know, Hayden, get an Uber. A great sport in the show. You know, yeah, maybe we can get an Uber to just maybe do this show in the same room all the time, right? How about that? People just give us Uber money each week, and then we won't have the technical difficulties of trying to figure out Skype. You know what I mean? Because Skype sucks, and I'm going to say that because Skype hasn't given us any money at all. So there it you know is. I mean, so in the meantime, think about those things and check out our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Brought to you by B Double D, and we will return to the Spanish Announce Table. 
Fun fact, 44% of American workers think they can do a better job than their bosses, according to a survey. The Spanish announce table. Uh, before we kick into our recap of the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver, uh, one bit of news that we didn't cover in the first segment that uh, will be exciting as we move forward that was announced is... Um, the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver ran unopposed to any other major events, and that's because this coming weekend is the Super Bowl, the big game, if we were a corporate uh, radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can say Super Bowl because it's a podcast. Um, but the Super Bowl will be this Sunday, America's number one event of the year. And uh, a fun match is coming back during halftime. Halftime Heat. NXT yeah. is doing it this time. Uh, it's a six-man tag. Uh, it's Johnny Gargano, uh, Adam Cole, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream, um, Alistair Black, and then Ricochet. Uh, mm-hmm. So Halftime Heat coming back. What are, what are your first thoughts about that? Uh, my first thoughts are I'm going to be watching that. Um, I rarely care about the Halftime, whatever Marine flavor five. of the month. Yeah, yeah, whatever, right? Like, who gives a shit? Um, this is going to be way better. And I'd like to go to the Twitter board here, Tom. I'd like to go to hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. By the way, anybody listening, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter, and we're going to read some of the best right here on the show. And one of those best this week was from an old friend of the show who hasn't been around for a while at The Ultimate One. Hey! Hey! Says, I am excited to see halftime heat. I hope to see someone get pinned via forklift. Hashtag tweet the table. Right. I feel like the forklift should at least be seen, yes. right? Like backstage as Ricochet walks to the ring, he should just like look over at uh, a forklift and just kind of nod and then keep walking. Like there yes. should be some type of acknowledgement of the forklift because it's iconic for halftime heat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That was great. You got to. Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. That should be fun. And they need to do that all the time. And from what I remember hearing, it's what they're going to stream it on like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, Facebook network, all of it, everything, yeah. everything, which yeah. is a great idea. Super, very idea. good. I love it. I like it. Uh, again, it gives me something to do while I endure the musical uh, stylings of whoever is that year. Most times I like it. I'm going to be completely frank with you, though. I enjoy the Bruno Mars, the Beyonce's and all that. I don't. Well, you hit Maroon you, 5. You hit if the I'm nail being on the head. Transparent. It's the it's the musical stylings of whoever because it would be whoever they you know what i mean like they wrote the yeah. song they made the song in some damn record company's production studio somewhere and they could have given it to maroon five or they could have given oh, it to yeah. bruno mars and they, they pass given on it, to it or they take it and right. yeah that's how it's a hit right um but i will say even if it was a band or musician that i was a huge fan of justin timberlake or you know whoever it is right that six man tag, I mean, that's the six best, arguably, talents in NXT and arguably in the world mm-hmm. in one match. So I feel like I can't miss that, especially for a special attraction like this. It's not the main event of NXT episode 280, whatever. It's halftime heat episode two, really, you know? You cannot miss a chance at a Velveteen Dream experience, right? I mean, oh, I tell you what. Yeah, I I yeah, I think I think he's going to be the one that shines in that. Now that's a little bit of uh foreshadowing, maybe we'll do a pick on that later, but um anyhow, halftime heat. We missed that in the first segment, wanted to bring that up uh because that was 
end as like a little extra bonus of the NXT takeover. NXT takeover happened again the night before yeah. uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, general thoughts: What would you what do you think after the show had ended? I love it, man. I, and I always do. We talk about this. I mean, a they put five matches on the card, so it, it's it's bound to be a little more. You know, they're not trying to flood everything in, right? Yeah, it feels a little bit more digestible. Mm-hmm. Right, and so they've had time also to focus on all these storylines and not stretch them out and not wear them out and not be redoing them over and over again. Oh, Maybe five, six years down the road they will be experiencing that problem where they're having to repeat things, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, it kicked off great, and you can tell Triple H is running uh, NXT by the very first entrance that comes in. Right? Yep, yep. I mean, all, it, the but Vikings, it was great. all the all the... Yeah, fit wonderfully for them, though, right? I mean, that's oh, perfect. just, I mean, the War Raiders got to have that, right? They've got to have Raiders with them, as it were. Right. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, yeah. I'm not a big Viking guy or anything, but I sure. do like the machismo, you know, alpha male type of thing, and I thought it was perfect. I, I uh, For me not being a fan of that culture, per se, I was definitely a fan of that entrance. thought it was really cool. What about the match? What did you think of that match? I thought it was really good. You know, there's definitely it seems like a formula of NXT takeovers now, right? So it's tag match, feud, women's match, uh, title match. North like American it kind of feels like it always, right. mm-hmm. you know, like A B C D. But the thing is, is A B C D is something I always want to see. Like right. it's, I'm getting to the point where it's like, oh, the tag match will probably kick off first. Oh, the tag match did. Oh man, that was a really good match. Okay, I bet you it's a feud. Oh, it's a feud. Fuck yeah! All right, like. I, I can predict it, but sometimes it's okay to predict things. Like, I think sometimes the main roster overthinks things, and we'll get into the Royal Rumble here in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I thought the tag match was exactly what it should be. I thought it was exactly the pacing was perfect, and the timing of it was perfect. It wasn't too long, but it got you out of your seats. It got some fun false finishes, and we got some new tag champs. So yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was perfect. What do you think about that? I'm a little worried about a team like the War Raiders being the champs. It's hard for people to chase that, right? Because that's got to be a dominant, you know what I mean? Like, we eat people like you oh, for yeah. breakfast team, so. Well, I'm hoping, you know, we'll see as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite things to, to happen with, with title holders is to see the evolution of the character. And so one person that always comes to mind is CM Punk, right? CM Punk took the title as the baby face. And, oh, my God, we love the baby face. Then he turns on the rock, right? And then he goes into this heel thing where now he's this just dreaded asshole. It was like two different people. Maybe the War Raiders can do that, right? Maybe the Street Profits take them to the limit, and then they have to, you know, I don't know. Throw a fucking spear at some of these, you know, one of these guys, and now they're heels, and now they turn into the. What? We're just gonna fuck shit up because we're bigger than everyone. You mentioned this team, the Street Profits. What do you think of those guys? I, I fuck. I think they're cool. I want to yeah. be their friend. I want to have a red solo cup. Look, uh, I have a red solo cup here. I want to yeah. walk around with them and just, I don't know, say like, I listen to I that too, do the man. Cool pop dance with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? They are you see charisma. Me dance. I don't dance well, but I just yeah. want to be around them. They are charisma personified. They are super fun. I like them a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know, breaking kayfabe, but him and uh, Bianca Belair are a, an item. So oh. I want all three of them, Which right? One? Like 
uh, the skinny, uh, skinny two one. guys. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. And so, but I, you know, yeah, I love the street profits. I think they're cool. Yeah, man. I just want to start snapping and walking. Yeah, I'm old white guy. Yeah, and I don't know what you know. Obviously, the the coaches and the people down and the and the agents and the producers and stuff down there in NXT are looking for. But as far as like a a crowd work and and that kind of thing, those guys have got it down. Now, can they do promos? Can they tell stories? Yeah. Maybe need some more work, and that's why they're still down in NXT. And this could be, like you said, a good feud for the War Raiders, but. Because as they're not ready, I, I don't think we think the Street Profits are ready to be carrying around the titles. Although when they do, and they're ready for that, that's going to be a really fun tag team champions. Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, and I think you know, Undisputed Era is so strong and solidified for who they are, what they are. That I, you know, Undisputed Era to me always works best when they're the kings of the show. Like that's when the Undisputed Era is hitting at a ten out of ten kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think if they don't have the titles, we're not saying, like, what the hell are they doing now? Like, they can still right. go in there and go, like, we're fucking shit up. We have clout. We have, you know, a record. Uh, you know, we have uh, some credibility here. So I think them not having the titles is a, is not bad. Right. Okay. All right. So back to NXT TakeOver Phoenix, which, by the way, the crowd was already on point. In, in this thing, and they were fun throughout the whole weekend. I, I loved the whole Phoenix crowd; they were good. Uh, they, go ahead. They, yeah, you sent a text saying like, you know, they did great as far as giving the energy, but not making it about them. They weren't like that East Coast, Philly, right. New York, Boston thing where it's yeah. like we're taking over. It's just like, like no, we're having always, fun. Yeah, it wasn't like stuff that didn't make sense. Like even let's flash forward to SmackDown. I think it was, and um, somebody was like. Uh, who's ready? I can't remember. I think it was AJ Styles or somebody said something, and he was like, "Well, who would be ready?" And they were just like, "Becky, Becky," like you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like, oh, okay, right. So that stuff's yeah. fun, right? All right. So we had Matt Riddle taking on Cassius Ono, and I liked this match a lot. I thought they did a great job at telling a story. I really like the ending where Ono's tapping out to the elbow blows. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. a submission move. He's like, "Hey, forget this, man. I can't keep taking this mm-hmm. onslaught." That was fun. Well, and it, you know, one thing that I I love about the Matt Riddle character is that he's a character that doesn't need to be the MMA guy, right? Like right. one thing that Shayna Baszler is amazing at is being a heel, but one thing I feel like she kind of leans on a little bit too much as a crux or a crutch, but isn't a bad thing is the I'm an MMA fighter. Hey, remember I'm an MMA fighter, and yeah, I get it, right? But I mean, Ronda's the MMA fighter. You know what I'm saying? But going back to the Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle is such a character that, you know, he's the king of the bros. And I think of him more as a surfer than an MMA fighter. So I thought this finish was perfect for the, you know, NXT TakeOver platform to say, like, hey, motherfuckers, I'll kick my flip-flops off and say king of the bros, but I'll fuck you up with an elbow. Like, let's not forget who I am. And so that MMA-type finish I thought was perfect because it gave a little bit of that that uh, edge to a character that could be taken kind of almost Santino-esque, right? Like, if he goes yeah. too much with the bro thing, he could get lost in the Santino, the uh, Eugene kind of thing where it's just fun little dorky guy over here. Right. And if you do some elbows and make people tap from TKO, then you step back and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy well, can fuck people up. So I thought it, it was a perfect that's finish. That's going to help him avoid that scenario is that, A, he looks 
like the baddest man on in that roster due to his right. size mm. and build and his and his physique. But then also that just you know what I mean like he like you said the move set and all that stuff. So he should not call him the L Bros then. Right? That's not what he should call. I him. think he should. I think everything should. Yeah, I think everything should be bros. Yeah, yeah. I love it because I'm just. I, that's why I like him so much is because he's a character. Yeah. He is a. I can identify who that is. If it's like Emily Steve-O asked became me, a wrestler. <laughs> what's that? It's like Steve O became a wrestler. Right. Like if <laughs> Emily asked me who is Matt Riddle, I can I can explain that. Like, mm-hmm. if you tell me what the difference is, or if you ask me to tell you what the difference is between Dolph Ziggler and Miz, I'm fucking stuck. But yeah. Matt Riddle is a defined character, I can tell you, and that's why I like him so much. Right. All right. And then coming out the gate swinging, trying to hit that home run of match of the year in January was Ricochet and Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American title. And of course, right? Like, you, I mean, it, the history of takeovers. I feel like there's a few names that you say are takeover guys and girls, mm-hmm. and Johnny Gargano and Ricochet are two of those people. Like yeah. a short list of people who have made these events so special. Those two are at the top of the list, in my opinion. And so, yeah, this is their first time having a takeover match. Thought it was spectacular. Thought it yeah. was amazing. I mean, just again, the athleticism. And these are the kind of guys that can also get in what we like to refer to as flips and shit without overdoing it, without it being flip, 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 elbow, but I'm right back up, and then flip, 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 and then smash into the corner, but it didn't face me, and I'm flipping again, right? Like, it's, yeah. it actually means something. It actually makes sense in the moment. It actually looks like it hurts the person who did it too, right? Like, I mean, it looks real. Yeah, and some of those moves, yeah, and some of those moves doesn't require the B guy. And again, I'm saying that the A guy performs the move, but the B guy just doesn't stand there and wait for it, right? right. Like that's one of my biggest criticisms of Jay Lethal. I love Jay Lethal. I think everything he does right now as Ring of Honor champion is spectacular. Uh, I've been a big fan of his, but that finisher that he has where it just requires the guy to just stand there, kind of with his thumb in his ass until the finisher like comes to him. I think it's just I just check out. Like it, it, it makes me stop my suspense of believability. But with Ricochet and Johnny Gargano, especially in this match, I thought, yeah, everything was believable. Everything hit a home run. I love the 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 inner battle that Johnny Gargano yes. had with pulling the um, protective uh, whatever Mat, it's called right. to expose the the uh, concrete and going like I shouldn't do it, and he's like, oh fuck it, I just, I gotta, gotta do, do it. it, and then yeah. like. Yeah, I thought it was great. The only thing I'm not a huge fan of is in a first match series, which maybe this is going to be a series. They're having the NXT halftime heat. But the only thing I I kind of sour on is just a babyface losing clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some type of shenanigans. Because what – and this is my philosophy on pro wrestling is the good guy is always better than the bad guy. The reason the bad guy is a bad guy is because he's not as good as the good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, so if a bad guy just beats the good guy clean, well then that good guy sucks. Now we're not right. saying that Ricochet sucks, but if he just loses clean, where does he go? You know what I mean? It's hard for him to have a rematch unless you build him up from, you know, wins 10 matches in a row like we had Becky Lynch do at SummerSlam kind of thing. But 
he he lost clean. So if they if he yeah. goes like I don't want to rematch, well, sorry, I you fucking lost, but pal. In this one, they could still pull it off this way because Johnny Gargano was having that um, internal battle that you spoke of. That mm-hmm. Ricochet can still come out and be like, "You did great, but you know that it was super close, and maybe just one fall shouldn't determine it." And then Gargano's like, I don't know, but Champ is in his ear going, hey, man, you beat him, you don't got to beat him again. And he's like, yeah, but he's right. Like, maybe, and he's like, nah, man, screw, who cares if he's right, right? So he has that little thing. He's like, nah, forget it, I'm yeah. going to do this, Now, that right? could definitely be something. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's move on. We had Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's title. And I said I was looking forward to this one, and they, I felt like they delivered really well. And I like the touch of Bianca Belair freaking out like when she thought she had the win but the ref was knocked out like like cuz that's yeah. a rookie move right like a oh what the fuck god damn it now god damn it like i like like she just knew in that moment her opportunity was blown whereas a veteran knows hey got to find another opportunity right like and that's what essentially lost her the match if we're believing it was a real thing right because she just couldn't mm-hmm. keep her cool in a moment of a stressful situation um another big moment for that was the hair whip that that's what i was gonna bring up yeah good god oh man oh that had to hurt so bad oh i couldn't imagine but yeah again just great in-ring storytelling whoever helped them work out that match because i'm assuming they didn't just sit there on their own you know those two but again baszler killing it just being one of the best heels under the wwe umbrella period yeah I i thought the match was really good um I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said there. I felt like the the reason she lost the match is because she's a rookie. The reason that Shayna Baszler won is because she's the top heel. Uh, everyone comes looking out great, uh, but the right person won to continue a dominant storyline for the kind of a weak NXT women's division right now. Yeah, that's it too. Like there's – yeah, like you've got to kind of start – for as much effort as they put into that NXT and the Performance Center to get the women where they are now in the main roster, it's kind of there like that NXT that second cover. wind yeah, right. of, of girls, which, you know, fast forwarding, fast forwarding to the Royal Rumble, we saw a good crop of NXT girls, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But, yeah, for right now, there needs to be some built-up talent because it's Shayna, to me, it feels like Shayna and then everyone else. Yeah, it just felt like maybe a Lacey Evans could have spent some more time down there. Although I know she's a heel in her current character, but they could have made her a face against somebody like a Baszler with that gimmick still, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? What? Hey, I don't get paid for this. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT Championship against Aleister Black. What, what were your thoughts? Kind of very similar, uh, almost... The same feelings of this match as I did the Ricochet uh, Johnny Gargano match, where you say, like, yeah, it's Tommaso Ciampa and Aleister Black. Have you seen what they've been doing at TakeOvers? Like, they're going to be fine together. Uh, but again, you had a babyface lose clean. So then where does he go? Right? Like, one thing when they showed the, 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 um, after NXT was over, the the six guys, you know, square off and Aleister Black's limping out there, which credit to him for still selling an injury. But it was like, oh, yeah, you you of the yeah, six here, you, you kind of suck. Right. Yeah, like, you're the one who, who lost. Oh, and Ricochet, you lost, too. That was just kind of how, like, well, of course, I'm taking the other three because two of them already beat two of you. So, of course. And the other one's the dream. Um, but the match itself. What's that? And the other one's the dream. Right. Yeah. 
And he, he's already lost to Tommaso Ciampa as well. So, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa's beat two-thirds of the damn other six by himself. But anyhow, back to this match. Uh, I felt like it was really good. And again, Tommaso Ciampa is just awesome. Like, oh, gosh, I love right. Aleister Black. We, we disagree on Aleister Black. I think, I, and this is com- being completely with you i think i'm buying into what it could be and not what it is right yeah. like what i see is kind of what you see right where it's like ah, the promos are okay the presentation's awesome mm. right the like you know coffin stand-up right. thing the music is fucking the head games idea right the, the sitting yeah. down those kind of things i right, like the all that sit down yeah, there's elements of an awesome character, and I think I'm falling in love with the no, this dude could really go evil. But then I have to remember we're in a WWE product. You know, they try to, like I say a billion times, they're trying to tell the story of Jesus, but not allowing anyone to play the devil. So it's fucking hard. And I feel like he's stuck in that role where if it was Attitude Era, if Aleister Black was around during 1999, I think Undertaker and Aleister Black would blow the roof off of everything. Like, the the fucking embalming people and the hanging of people. Aleister Black would be 100% into that. And, oh, my God, you yeah. know Undertaker is. I think I would pair him maybe with somebody to do his talking because he can do some talking. But it's it's still, like, it's kind of monotone. It's well, almost I, that's that, what I like about right. the character. He does a yes. lot of the. Now it's not as good, so I'm I'm not saying it's the same. So yeah. remember that as I say the statement at tback underscore eight one six for all your hate mail on Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, but his cadence and his delivery and that like uh, boiled up rage that's about to explode reminds me a lot of Jake the Snake mm-hmm. in the sense of like you're not. I don't have to yell. Motherfucker, if I lose my patience, mm-hmm. shit's gonna hit the fan. You're and that's where that. I feel again, I think I'm falling in love with elements of well, he delivers it like Jake the Snake, so maybe he could be Jake the Snake. And he's got the presentation of Undertaker some and I think I need to be a little bit more aligned with like, well, yeah, but really he's not doing anything too great. But I do like him. I I, I like him. But going back to the match, Tommaso Ciampa, I mean I think the person that takes out Tommaso Ciampa is the story has to end with Johnny Gargano winning. Yeah, because I don't know how else they do. Like when they're ready to like, okay, Ciampa, you're ready to come up. Like the storyline has to be a goddamn slam dunk, doesn't it? But I'm tired of this. We need to stop it. No one goes up. No one. No one there. We're done. We're done. You know how great of a story we can tell in NXT with right now, you could legitimately, because of how good all the talent is and how good NXT's been, you have faith in the product, you could go six months, six to eight months, just with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano doing what I kind of feel like is the Stone Cold Steve Austin Triple H two-man power trip just at the NXT level. Like You could go six to eight months with just the two guys terrorizing everything and then you can go another four to five months with the johnny gargano comes to his senses and has to overcome this demon who is you know got him off track and then that's where at the very end the light at the end of the tunnel johnny gargano comes home johnny wrestling and beats tomaso champa it's raven and tommy dreamer you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it is yeah i mean and it's you know i mean it's it's 
it could be Triple H, Shawn Michaels, right? Where they're friends this year and their enemies the next, and they're friends and their enemies yeah. and their friends and their uh, the lifelong. It could be the Miz, Daniel Bryan kind of thing, right? It could even go across things. And yeah, I I kind of agree with you at this point. Until somebody's injured and you're running out of like options, stop bringing yeah. them up. Like why they yeah. brought up the heavy machineries and that. Well, the heavy machinery I get because tag team divisions were lacking. Yeah, in some that place, was but a like, good call on SmackDown bringing them there. Yeah, but, but like the other ones, like you're bringing in who else were they bringing? I can't even remember. DC three. Yeah, and we still ain't seen jack shit with that guy. Like, well, let's get into fuck? yeah. Let's so uh, the end of NXT. We'll we'll kind of put a bow on this and then move into the Royal Rumble. But the NX uh, the end of NXT takeover saw Johnny Gargano come out after Tommaso Ciampa retained. Both of them holding the titles up, and that's where I kind of alluded to. It felt to me as if like, oh shit, this is again for lack of a better term, just first thing that came on my to my mind was this is Triple H and Stone Cold joining forces two-man power trip now hopefully no one there's a fucking quad but this could be what they wanted that to be right and so i i got so excited so excited Mm -hmm. all right well let's move on to the royal rumble huh let's let's get into the rumble and i I mean let's do it we had a kickoff show i'm just gonna skip over the first match i don't even give a shit that whole razor and whatever his name taken on rude and gable just didn't make any sense to me that made no sense because then the next night yeah uh um uh whatever the fuck they're called uh revival were together so why didn't just do the it was stupid or just you could have had a triple threat tag team match at that point those guys they missed their flight something Something happened. Well, yeah, something. And on and on top of that, I mean, let's just say this first off. So NXT takeover was amazing, right? But that was a home run every single time. But I get these travel packages, and you know, we're talking about doing a travel package for WrestleMania, Spanish announce table, you know, trip out there. But not like the big four are great, but can we stop making the big four seven fucking hours? Please. I mean, I was like, we'll get to it when when it comes. But the AJ Styles Daniel Bryan match was fucking great, and I was burnt out. Mm. I was so exhausted because I wanted to be a for this pop all of it, and so I watched the glorious whatever they're called, Gable and and mm-hmm. Rude, and I went all the way to this, and it was just, I mean, come on, yeah, guys, that's too long. It was a lot. Yeah, and then we, you know, Rusev lost to Shinsuke Nakamura, wins the, the U.S. title, which, you know, then the, two days later is off to, you know, you were trying to skip it too much. I, that whole mess right. is odd. But, I mean, hey, I kind of called out that whole Rusev-Shinsuke uh, teaming up thing. It looks like maybe they were doing that to get to here, I guess. But Yeah, and I also like that, Lana getting injured led to something else, right? So right. that match had a purpose for later in yeah. the night. Two purposes, uh, even, you know, like yeah, two purposes. Right. And I like that Nakamura. Now, again, Tuesday changed my opinion of that, but I was like, okay, I think they understood what United States of Nak America could have been, so right. they're gonna go with that again, right? So I was like, awesome. So the night of Royal Rumble, I was a fan of that that match. I was like, yeah, 
Let's totally do that. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, cool. And then, you know, they had that fatal four-way with the soon-to-be-gone Hideo Itami and Kalisto and Tozawa and Buddy Murphy. They're really all in on this Buddy Murphy guy. I don't know that I see it so much, but, hey, you know. He looks the part. He looks good getting off the bus, you know what I mean? Doesn't sound the part to me, you know? (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard his – I don't think I've ever heard him talk. You ain't missing much. All right, we'll just move on. Um, The main show – Asuka and Becky Lynch. And now this one was surprising because I just thought we didn't know Becky Lynch was going to be in the Rumble, right? The Women's Rumble. And then she loses. We so thought maybe. Right. We thought maybe. But then I thought kind of, okay, well, that's where this is going, right? They're going to give her this like, all right, man, I, like I missed that opportunity and now I've got to fight my way into mania. And, of course, everybody loves her and mm-hmm. she's trying to find a way into mania, but she keeps getting denied slash swerved over. That's where right. I thought that was heading. And a hell of a yeah. good match, and it does give some legitimacy to Asuka. I thought, yeah, I agree on all points on that. Uh, first off, before we dive into it, let's kind of just what what did you, what was your overall thought about summer or excuse me, of of Royal Rumble? Like out of ten, what would well, you have gave it? You can check out my thoughts on SpanishNowStable.net uh, with an article called A Rumble in My Stomach, uh, 2019 Royal Rumble Review. Yeah. Where I hit it up that you know, usually, typically, especially over the last decade or more, Rumble can be super fun and at the same time just be highly predictable. Yeah. Highly predictable, which still felt that way. I mean, obviously, we missed on a couple predictions, but even when we miss, we're kind of not wrong. They just went with yeah. a different person or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's still kind of yeah. like, oh, okay. And it's even so pre- predictable in, like, when it boils down to, like, the final four or two in one of those matches, you go, ah, this is the person. That, there you now, go. I'm okay with that because, you know, sometimes to tell a story, you have to tell the obvious thing, right? Like, you know, if, if it's a Western, you have to tell the story of the guy getting on the horse to get to the destination. Like, True it's okay. That. And, you you know, right. that's all right. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought, I thought Royal Rumble was overall pretty decent. But this is where the little things I thought they could have done better. And I'm glad, you know, we're starting off with the first match of the night. Uh-huh. Becky Lynch, Asuka, right? The very first person that shows up on the main show. So if you go to WWE Network and go to 2019 Royal Rumble, uh-huh. the first person you see, the music you hear, is Becky Lynch. Right. So if if you know that at the end, Becky Lynch is going to win the Rumble, in my opinion, and I get the whole like men um, main event than the women main event. And last year, the women main evented. So this year, the men main evented. But that doesn't tell a good storyline. So suck it backwards. What you should have done is you have Becky Lynch be the first thing you see on the Royal Rumble, walk out, uh-huh. loses, but then comes back. And the last person you see on the Royal Rumble is Becky Lynch with her hand held high. Like that is a story. I can I can send that story yes. to a non-wrestling fan. That that I mean, it was fucking too long. And, but that event and the person would go away saying, like, so Becky Lynch is pretty cool. And I'm like, fuck yeah, look at another that. Another reason you don't have to do what they did here with, like you said, uh well, the women, because it was the first time last year we put them in yeah. the main event. So this year we and gotta Ronda do the men. Was the thing. Yeah. Right. So so next year we gotta do the men. No, you don't. That's not what equality is, right? Yeah. Equality is we're going to treat them both in the moment. And when we're looking at both of them, the hottest fucking thing going right now is Becky Lynch. 
So I don't give a fuck that we put the women last first time because it made sense then because they were, it was new. This time we're putting them last because we're pulling the trigger on Becky fucking Lynch. So I mean, yeah. it's that simple. Yeah. So, uh, but like I said, I won't be too droning, but yeah, everything you said, it added credibility to Oscar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we go through the Royal Rumble, we'll hit on our Raw and SmackDown thoughts too, because in the third segment, we'll give you our favorite things. But, uh, so yes, it gave total credibility to Oscar. Uh, I watched Tuesday SmackDown, didn't even hear her name be mentioned. It felt like, right. That was what odd. the fuck. That was like odd. that was the that was another miss where it's like okay Oscar made Becky Lynch tap out we're tap building up out. Becky Lynch but guess who's the fucking queen on SmackDown it ain't Charlotte it's fucking Oscar mm-hmm. that's where I thought it was a miss but yeah the match itself I thought it was way better than I I did not predict that match to be as good as it was to be honest with you you know yeah. I thought it was going to be a little bit of jumping on their free throws and they killed it all right all right uh, the bar defending. The SmackDown titles, tag team titles, unsuccessfully against the best, best tag team in the world, McMiz. What did you think about this? You have to break up the bar. Yes. You have to break up the bar. This is why. This is now the the second biggest profile match they had, and they lost to a makeshift put-together Band-Aid team, right? Hey, so they lost their yeah. titles at WrestleMania to a fucking 10-year-old and Braun Strowman. All right. That was on Raw. You move them to SmackDown. Let's get them some credibility. So they they win the SmackDown titles. Okay, we're the bar. Blah, 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 right? All that shit. But now you're losing to 49-year-old, looks like he's having a heart attack in a match, Shane McMahon. Did he? And Did he have miss, like a mini heart awesome, attack? But, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's just... The Bard has just lost everything, so they need to implode or or do something because Miz, I, they're a joke. Miz wasn't celebrating and like shaking Shane McMahon after that victory. I think he was giving him fucking C, like CPR yeah. tactics, man. He was like, "Hey, get a fucking breath in you!" Like, what yeah. in the fuck? And and okay, man, I get the story they were trying to tell here, but. It's hard to not just treat him like Vince McMahon Jr., who just because they want him to be in a prof- you know, a prominent position, they're going to give it to him. He shows up and gets in one match and wins that Best of the World tournament. They decide, okay, we're going to do a tag team now, and their first fucking like real match is mm-hmm. the goddamn tag team championships. Like, dude, like it's hard for us to take these things seriously when you fucking do this. So I totally agree. However, I think they want us to think that. I think when the 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 other shoe drops in this storyline, we're gonna be recalled to all of those moments. It's going to be the Miz was the one that got you to the best Whoa. in the world. The Miz is who got you the tag team champion. And I think we're gonna get now. I don't yeah. know which way still they're gonna go, but one of them is turning heel on them to go to Mania. And I, I think thought, all of that stuff is going to be recalled. I thought it was going to happen right on SmackDown when they when they brought out his neck faced father Dead. and yeah. the, hey, you know he's got like no transition between his neck and his face, right? It's all just yeah. like one mm-hmm. like square. So yep. when they had him out there and he did the whole "I'm proud of you," I thought he was just going to wallop him and be like, "Now, now you fucking say," and like you know what I mean, and then turn on shit. I thought it, like yeah. I was hoping right then. I was like, "Do it now, do it now." Beat up your father, beat up Shane, throw the titles, be like, I don't need any of this shit. I don't need you. I don't need you to tell me you're proud of me. Right? Like, yeah. the heat would have been amazing. Would have been good. But of and course, that's coming. 
Yeah, that's yeah, coming. I think right? that's coming, but it's not coming right now. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I think the Shane McMahon setup though, like you said, I think that's for a purpose. Okay. I don't think it's just Vince McMahon Jr. kid. I think I think that has some uh, something to it. Yeah, and then we got a match I really could give two shits about, and it's still even though they did a good job in the match, I guess it still didn't hold my inter- you know attention for entertainment purposes. Was Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks? And now they will talk about this maybe coming up when we get into the the raw with Becky Lynch and everything. Uh, because they went away from this finally, but the the way they've been booking Ronda Rousey, like the "I'm so sorry I beat you," can we still be friends? I was like, "What in the fuck are we doing this for?" I said it last week going into the Royal Rumble. The writers for the WWE obviously had never seen Ronda Rousey in the UFC. Ronda Rousey in the UFC uh, and seemed like as a real person. Um, and I'm just kind of repeating myself if you didn't listen last week, but if you did, here it comes again. But Ronda Rousey is the person that after she armbarred Misha Tate and Misha Tate went for a handshake to end the beef, she scoffed at her. She's also the girl that knocked out Betch Kohea and then stood over and said, you bitch. Like, she is a thug nasty in your face. I'm alpha femaleing you. Like, she's not the girl that does the... On Raw, which you know we'll right. talk about it heavier later, but that's who. Yes, that's the character. Yeah, she that is, is who she be. is. That is. I mean, but the main reason she became famous was she was beating girls faster than an Instagram video. Yeah, like the whole fight was less th- time than an Instagram video. And then on top of that, she would fight dudes if you told her to, right. because that's how it, she thought of herself. And she's then- not this. She, if they went to shake her hand, she'd fucking wipe her ass and give him a little dirty Sanchez on the way out. I mean, like she was just like, right. "Fuck you." Yeah, she wasn't like when Alexa Bliss started uh, on NXT as that Little Miss Bliss, and she was a like a fairy tale thing. It feels like they're trying to take that character and make Ronda do it, and that's where it's the disconnect, and that's why she's getting booed. I think if you would have had three months of Ronda Rousey, you know putting her dirty pita in bitches' faces and saying, suck it. <laughs> Remember the Chris Porter joke? Yeah. Um, and then had this, like, unstoppable force while on SmackDown you had Becky Lynch being, you know, Conor McGregor, the female version for all, basically, is what she, her gimmick is. Mm-hmm. Then on Monday you would have had everyone going, let's go Ronda, let's go Becky. But because you did, the Ronda is going to hold everyone's hand and just proud to God, be here. That crowd turned You on got her everyone hard. saying, fuck Ronda Rousey. And she didn't know how to handle it. She was just awkwardly. Or she was like, yeah, twirling uh, her uh, her microphone, not knowing which, what to do. I don't know how that's not prefaced in every like promo class and help they do is, hey, in the event that a crowd turns on you, because it could happen even when you're doing everything right. Oh, yeah. Here's simple things like, hey, you can boo me all you want. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, that's just all you need to do. Like, that's all you need to do. Just move on. <laughs> Tell yeah. them, yeah, whatever, cool, fuck off, you guys suck. And then just move on. Like, I don't know. Even when you're a face, that still comes off as a face move. Be like, hey, you guys can boo me. I don't care. I've got something to say out here. Right. Uh, it's that easy. But I thought the match itself, I thought that finisher was weird. I thought initially uh, Sasha got hurt. I thought that's why they ended mm-hmm. it because I thought she landed on her head. But apparently that's going to be her new, like, uh, she has the arm bar and then she has that move, like her two finishers kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I thought the end was really clunky with Sasha walking up, then walking back, then walking up, then walking back, and then yeah. doing the four. And then 
fast forward to when Becky Lynch showed up on Raw, the one thing that WWE wanted to show you, like, oh, you might have missed it on the broadcast, is after Bailey lost to Ronda, she throws up the four. Becky Lynch th- throws up the four. There's a grin, and then Becky challenges um, uh, Ronda. They're doing the four horsewomen after WrestleMania because if you notice who Ronda is facing, right? So she faced SummerSlam was supposed to be mm-hmm. Becky, but it was Charlotte. Then at Royal Rumble, it was supposed to be, or it's it's going to be, um, or it was Sasha Banks. Now at WrestleMania, it's going to be Becky Lynch. So we just had her beat Bailey. So she's going to yeah. face all Here's four of them. Here's what's going to happen is, and is after all four of them, the, the, we're going to get you know the four horsewomen, four horsewomen. The, I'll call it now my WWE prediction, and of course this may change, or my WrestleMania prediction. Uh, Becky Lynch will win that match and win the title because the WWE four horsewomen help her. And then all of a sudden, that's the big shock. And then the fallout from that is Ronda gathers her four horsewomen on Raw or whatever. And then it's off. Yeah. If if Becky Lynch versus Ronda is the main event, I would not be shocked in the slightest. Is as the fireworks go off, you have Charlotte holding the SmackDown championship, Mm -hmm. you have Bailey and Sasha holding the tag team championship, and then you have. Uh, Becky holding the Raw Championship. They all four have their titles. They all four put Standing their hands over up. Ronda. Boom, 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 boom. The four horsewomen, women's have are here, equal, yada, yada, yada. And that's your lasting image. Just like how they tried with WrestleMania 20 and it was Eddie and Chris Benoit. That yeah. ended a little bit bad. Mm-hmm. But they're going to hope for that kind of ending. But for WrestleMania, whatever right. this is, 34. Well, speaking of the ladies, Tom, let's get to the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, uh, and I think we both kind of mentioned this. Like, it felt like they booked it well for the first five to six entrance, and then the last five to six entrance, and everything in between was kind of yeah. like, okay. The last, right. uh, the middle of it was so stupid. Maria mm. Canellis, God bless you. You came back after, what, two months of having a kid mm. or whatever it is. You look amazing. You're still wrestling. You can do it. Your fucking character was dog shit at the Royal Rumble. Alicia Fox, no one thinks what you're doing is cool. You're awkward in the sense of everyone wants you to stop. You're not awkward in the sense that everyone wants you to keep being awkward and it's fun. Just go away. You fought they fought over a hat uh, that yeah. no one cared about. Just I don't the middle get it. Was I don't get the whole Alicia Fox horrible thing, period. Like the the I'm clearly acting like I'm a lunatic bit. You know what I mean? Like it, It's so forced. The Pillman pulling off the lunatic thing w- worked because f- you didn't know, right? Like this guy's legit might actually be a lunatic. Alicia Fox doesn't come off that way. It's I'm trying to act like a lunatic because I think you're going to think that's funny. And it's just not. Yeah. It's just not coming off well because – you also have to be a funny person to pull that off. You have to have charisma. Just saying. All right. Um, and kudos to Natalia for being the Iron Woman of that one, huh? I mean, she put in some work. But of anyone who would, who would do it? Oh, of course, right? The one that everyone yeah, loves of back course. there. Well, and Lacey Evans put in a long time, too. And that American uh, Ninja Warrior girl, mm-hmm. I thought, out Kofi Kingston, Kofi Kingston. Yep. I thought her stuff was way better. Hey. Naomi's little thing was fun, too. You want to get into that? Because that is getting on my nerves. Yeah, I see your what, face here. What? the Which one? 
the the this whole like two feet like yes. it's just two two points of contact if it's your hands if it's your shoulders i'm tired of the it's actually the feet the kofi kingston thing look you had a great stretch where jesus of mary it was out of this world incredible mm-hmm. it jumped the shark this year you need to stop it was played That's it, because out look, i get you i get what you're saying like here's 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 what i'm saying if you get thrown over the top but you don't hit the floor at all, right? So somebody catches you, you land on mm-hmm. something else that's not the floor, and you can get back yep. in, great. Or you're still hanging on and only one foot touches. Cool, yep. right? Yep. But like Kofi laying completely on his back with one foot up in the air, you're out, man. You're gone. Yeah. And here's why, too, because like – the, here's where it also was dumb because then then Xavier Woods picks him up and brings him in when none of that needed to happen. You could have just scooted your happy ass back over to the yeah. ring with your foot still in the air and climbed yourself back up. You didn't need Xavier Woods to pick you up in the weirdest, most awkward of ways. So none of it made sense. None of it, which, you know, New Day doesn't always make sense. I think it was sense. a botch, but I think it was a botch. Yeah, I think it was. I think he was supposed to catch him. Right, or, and right, so right, right, if right. that happens, okay, but... That's the risk you do in pro wrestling. There is no take twos. I get it. However, just the whole the whole thing is just played out now. It's yeah. just stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm don't do it. it every year and don't make it a point like, well, now Kofi's in here and he's gonna do something. No, no, because that yeah, just, makes us go. This is your one trick pony now. Like this right. is what you're here for. Nobody thinks you're gonna win it because you're only here to do this. And then you yeah. did two or three of them. Just get the fuck out. Yeah, he did a, a ton of them. But going back to the women's one, yeah. the, the the middle was clunky. I thought the female final four showed how strong the the top end of female pro wrestling is in WWE. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all of these girls are fucking awesome, right? I thought it was very fitting that it was Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch coming in after Lana got injured, I thought it was a good callback to reward you for why you watched the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought the the start was really good. I thought the middle was excellent. I thought the the, me, the end was excellent. The middle was good, awful, yeah, very good. bad. And then an odd choice for a piss break match was Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, which uh, again was an awesome match. But yeah. I was thoroughly exhausted by the time it got there. And then, you know, the surprise of Eric Rowan come out, which is a great fit, because we know enough about Eric Rowan to know that he is what Daniel Bryan has said he is, right? He's an intellectual, even though he's a fucking weirdo, right? Yep. So it would stand to reason that he would also be like, well, we shouldn't eat meat, and we shouldn't be, right? Like, it stands, it's great. Did you see the little uh, caveat, the the enhanced uh, Rowan character, what they did? What? So when he comes out, his new Titan Tron, the yeah. Rowan, the O, the o is, is the, the, the recycle symbol. Yes. That, that is, is great. awesome. That is great. Uh, so I like that, but they also didn't, like, and I know they want to leave you wanting more, but, like, Rowan just comes out, chokes on somebody, and then done the same. Like, there was no, like, you know Stand I mean? over it, him or anything. It was it, just, I'm leaving with this guy. That's yeah. what I do. I'm I'm the muscle here. And I like that. You yeah. don't always need, you know, as far as starting out, you don't always need to have everyone explain why they did it. And yeah, da, da, da. Right. you just need yeah. to have like, that's muscle. 
He, he's yeah. silent. I mean, I guess I knew up. it. Yeah, so I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, I just, yeah, the whole match felt odd placement. Like, they typically used to do this when they had the split titles before with the brand split was one of them would go on first. It was always SmackDown. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why they were trying to avoid that this time, but this still felt like an odd placement for this match. It felt like an odd placement, but it also felt like, oh man, we still have another Rumble and a title yeah, match. A title like match. I'm so yeah. tired. And then, like of the two title matches that you knew had to come between these two Rumbles, I, I would have rather gotten through the Lesnar Balor one first, right? Like I, I just kind of because you knew this was not gonna go. If any of you thought Finn Balor was actually gonna win this match, you're dumb, and I'm gonna tell you why because. Yes, we still have the Elimination Chamber in the way where titles could change hands, but it's WrestleMania. They're not going to go Finn Balor instead of Brock Lesnar because they do WrestleMania for the people who don't normally watch wrestling, right? They want the extra ratings draw. And Finn Balor, listen to me, all of you indie nerds, is not the ratings draw for people who don't watch wrestling. He isn't. He never will be. Right, You have to be a wrestling fan to appreciate and want to see Finn Balor. They are going to have Brock Lesnar on every USA Today, on every NBC, with with that damn belt so they can pimp that out. Watch WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar. Watch WrestleMania, mm-hmm. watch WrestleMania, watch WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar. Now, I know we like to stay storyline-driven here. The Spanish now is table 2.0. But if you thought this guy was winning, I don't know what to tell you, man. Don't ever play the lottery. Yeah, I mean, it still could have been cool, right? Because eventually someone's going to have to conquer that beast, right? Yeah. And Finn can do, I think. You could do that at Mania would be a great move. Finn Balor beating Brock Lesnar at Mania, but it wasn't happening here. Right, but I thought this told a great, what I was, was hoping, and now it looks not to be the case as we fast forward to Raw, but I thought it was going to be a great opening act to a three-part series where we get at hopefully WrestleMania. That was my hope. Mm-hmm. Is then the demon right. comes out to conquer the beast. Well, and right? that should have been your immediate clue. The moment it wasn't the demon, you should have known Brock Lesnar wins. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, I thought the match and right. how the, the the how he had Brock Lesnar to a point where Brock Lesnar couldn't even suplex him right. showed like the man. Finn Balor is up to this task. It's just tonight he was not the better man, right? right. You can loses, be capable, which, but again, still lose yeah, to Brock Lesnar, right? Right. But I was hoping that the next night, you know, Paul Heyman would say, you know, Finn, you know, you you came up this short. You're not the man. Kept on like playing up the whole like you're not as much of a man. You're going up against a came beast. A beast short, always beats a man. Short, right. And then yeah, then you get a rematch at WrestleMania. Yes. Where it's yeah. the demon right. versus the beast. That sells tickets. You just say that yes. on a thing, on a card, you know, on a headline, that sells tickets. The beast versus the demon. And Finn Balor as the demon. I don't get the whole thing, but he looks well, So you could do that. You could do the rematch for whatever reason, right? Like Finn Balor still comes out and finds a way to goad Brock Lesnar into the rematch at, at Elimination Chamber and still almost gets him but doesn't. And then... He comes out again on the Raw after the Elimination Chamber, and Heyman and Lesnar are like, why? Why would we give you a third chance? And he'd be like, oh, you don't need to give me a third chance. You need to give the Demon a chance, right? And so you're yeah. already booking it. No, yeah, this is how I would have done it. I would have had whoever you're picking to face the champion 
uh, on SmackDown, have that person win the Rumble. So let's just say it was Samoa Joe, right? Samoa Joe is towards the end. Samoa Joe wins the Royal Rumble. He's taking out the eco-friendly Daniel Bryan because now he's going in like that cool, badass, babyface kind of thing. And Daniel Bryan's still doing the eco-friendly thing. So that's your SmackDown thing, right? Uh, so they he wins the Royal Rumble, not Seth Rollins. Then Raw has to do their match where it's all the people uh, are in the elimination chamber. First person wins, or you know, final person that wins uh, becomes the number one contender for Brock Lesnar. That's where Finn Balor outlasts Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, blah 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 blah. Finn Balor wins, right? Then they have Fastlane. Then Finn Balor, whoever he beat at the last <laughs> two, right? Yeah. Let's just say it was. Um, Let's just say it was Seth Rollins, right? Yeah. Seth Rollins and then Finn. Seth said, you know, it was because Drew McIntyre low blowed me. That's the only reason you won. You know, give me a one on one match. Finn says, fine, let's do it. Finn be- beats him at Fastlane. Then that's when Paul Heyman says, oh, we're doing this thing again. You again. Didn't we beat you at the Rumble? And then that's when Finn. You didn't beat this motherfucker, and then it's the demon, and then and, oh, and then you look like you have a right, and then Brock has this like Undertaker shook look on his face, like oh fuck, I don't know if I can deal with that, and then that's your fucking main event. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, back to you know we were mentioning Daniel Bryan. I, I forgot to bring up this tweet the table I wanted to bring up, and I don't yeah. know if you saw the promo. Uh, it was at the Ultimate One says Daniel Bryan is the greatest of all time. He just put over a monstrosity of a burger, and they're going to sell thousands of them. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, God, when he was like doing that whole bit, holding that nasty fucking burger that they had, that was all of his, yeah. yeah. All of his local news interviews were spectacular. He kept yelling over the reporters, saying that they, they don't want to hear the truth. He is the person of the truth. He's here to, um, you know... Uh, get his change uh, to the masses, and they were just like, "All right, back to you." And he's like, "They want to censor me. This is why they don't want to hear the truth." And the, like, then the two reporters back at the the station were like, "Okay, that was weird." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's weird. It's pro wrestling." What? And he's doing great about that. Like, he makes uh, you feel uncomfortable. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the men's oh, royal. And he, he called out Henry Cejudo. Did you catch that? So Henry Cejudo is the UFC lightweight champion. Yeah. Uh, before his fight with TJ Dillashaw, he was on a flight with Nikki Bella. They took a picture together after Henry Cejudo wins uh, his championship fight. He's like, hey, Nikki Bella, what's up? Daniel Bryan goes, don't make me come over to the UFC and like spank your ass. That, uh Wear her perfume because that's the closest you're getting to my sister-in-law. <laughs> like he's just calling it on all levels. He's doing the Becky Lynch, yeah. But for the guys, I love it. He's uh, killing it. I love it. But anyhow, go ahead, keep going. All right, let's get into the men's Royal Rumble match, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in with um, at Katie First Lady had two tweet the tables that go together because uh, we can just kind of encompass this. She says, "Fun fact: I believe Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae are the first husband and wife currently in WWE NXT roster to participate." in the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches in the same year. Hashtag to the table. Well, your window of opportunity for that to happen is very slim, right? There's only been well, two years where there's been a men and women's Royal Rumble uh, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So there could be say, a husband and wife team that A married couple has been in the Rumble to get... But I think a married couple has been in the same Royal Rumble match. Remember when Beth Phoenix eliminated the great Khali and then Edge made his return? Weren't they married at that time? Mm, 
not sure. So I think they've already done the married yeah. thing, but they actually didn't well, want to. And then she chimed in, and Alistair Black and Zelina Vega. Hashtag tweet the table if you didn't know they were married. Yeah. Uh, the men's Royal Rumble match. This is what I'll say about that. Uh, too many wasted spots yeah. on throwaways. Yeah. I didn't. I get the Titus O'Neil. Of all the throwaway spots, I yeah, thought Titus O'Neil was the funniest pop, right? Because yes. you had to do, he's running to the ring. Got it. Well, and then he right? still ended up going under the ring, which was right. just even the extra yeah. cherry on top. But the Shelton Benjamins, Kurt Hawkins, uh, and I'll throw it in there, but it's still Titus O'Neil's. Um, I, I felt like we all know, like, stop it. And stop with every year someone has to be out in a second. That's the other thing that's annoying is, you know, that's the you have these built in spots, a Kofi spot. Someone gets eliminated in a second, uh, a comedy spot like we don't need that. The other thing, and this was the biggest glaring omission of the week on both shows. Where, oh, where was Adam Cole? Mm. If you're not going to put Adam Cole it was on a on takeover. Any show, huh? Right. That's what I'm saying. Because if you listen after the, uh, you know, that extra segment that NXT did to hype up halftime yeah. heat, when Adam Cole just walks out and pushes um, Velveteen Dream, the fucking place went yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. And that's where. So he was there, but you didn't use him at all. It's odd. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And I get it. On NXT TakeOver, like you said, there's five matches. We don't need to start making this like SummerSlams and Royal Rumbles, making it six, seven, eight matches just because. So I'm fine with that, right? And you already had Undisputed Era represented. Totally cool. But if you're going to do the Rumble and have NXT guys, I don't need to see Aleister Black injured and losing coming out to just lose in the Royal Rumble. That's when Adam well, Cole, baby, and can come out. And what you're saying is like, well, we got to have somebody who gets kicked out in a second, and we got to have somebody in a comedy spot. Those lose their impact when you force it every year. If you did it once every yeah. three, four, five years, it's way funnier. It's way more like, oh, my God, I can't believe fucking No Way Jose. I mean, I can totally believe No Way Jose. That was another one. Yeah, No, no Way Jose was another like, wasted spot. God damn it, man. And he's a wasted spot, period. Stop yeah. with this line dance gimmick that they keep trying to force when different characters. It's not the character that keeps failing that storyline, guys. It's the storyline. Nobody yeah. cares about you fucking jumping out with the dance party because nobody fucking does that in real life. Nobody fucking or, cares. Or it just happened once and we don't, we're done with it. Like it had its time and we're, we're, we passed it. Yeah. Conga lines. It's 2019, you motherfuckers. Conga lines haven't been popular since 79, assholes. Well, what Adam, uh, Adam Rose, it was pretty cool when he first did it. In NXT for a I couple of weeks. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, anyhow. So, no, all right, let's. But, but. I, thought, I thought the one thing, yeah, and I get it. Last year, Adam Cole was a surprise NXT person, right? So two years in a row. But, God damn it. He's if it's my right experience, I want in one of those fucking shows, I yell with the crowd, Adam Cole, baby. Right. You know what I mean? And just just like, that. So like you had Shelton Benjamin. Nobody who the fuck cares. Nobody, even the president of the Shelton Benjamin fan club, truly believed Shelton Benjamin's winning this match. Yeah. So just get him out and put in an Adam Cole or put in, 
you know, Johnny Gargano was a good surprise. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's see what he looks like standing next to Dean Ambrose. Yeah. That, that's when I think the NXT TakeOver call-ups like in the Rumble work well because then you're like, okay, this is a midget. Or, okay, yep. this is a star. You know what I mean? Well, uh, let's kick off with the Rumble. Uh, at Mr. Fourth Row says, poor J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T-T-W-double-E. Double T H E T A B L E, <laughs> right? I like it. Right? Yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah, I thought that was a great way to start it off. I even told you it was the 2019 version of Jeff Jarrett starting the show, and then it was the 1994 version of Elias coming in second. Thought it was perfect. Yeah, except it just wasn't. You know, like I mean, you mentioned guitar shot. You know, we're we're making our predictions on the fly through text message between each other. Yeah. And you were like guitar shot, obviously, and he didn't do that. He like sucker punched him. And I was like, yeah, oh, and then know. he hit him with a guitar. Yeah, but, but like they did eh. it. The, yeah, they did it the second night on Raw with the singing of the song. I would have done if I was booking it. I would have had him say like, "We're singing that song." Have the whole fucking crowd mumble. All of it until right till when they know the fucking Spend part. my days working right. <laughs> right. Everyone mumbles until they get to that part. And then hit them with the guitar Whap. and then throw them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's run through. So what else happened in the room? I mean, okay. Nia Jax, where do you land on it? So the one thing that I'll just say is, like, she's not – this wasn't revolutionary. China did this. Beth mm-hmm. Phoenix did this. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a little bit uh, flabbergasted and dumbfounded when everyone was like, Nia Jax? Mm-hmm. It was like, we've done this before. We've pl- done this before. Uh, karma. Yeah. You know, what, karma came in and yeah, did it. So what I like, the... I don't know. What the added benefit was is for a long time now because... And it's rumored be center around their toy deal with Mattel is that there will be no direct on purpose men violence upon women right right which they went away from that and I'm glad because we're talking about Rey Mysterio and Nia Jax people if this was a real fight my money's on fucking Nia Jax you know what I mean like she's got to sit on the fucking guy if she no. had any kind of fighting skill, obviously anybody, you know, I mean, a right, small yeah. person can beat up a bigger person, but yeah, you yeah. follow what I'm saying, right? Like if yeah. I'm a, if I'm, <laughs> if I don't understand that and I'm a kid, I'm looking at these two and I'm like, well, yeah, why can't Nia Jax take a foot from Rey Mysterio, right? Like yeah. it shouldn't be like a, oh my God, a man hit a woman. Like the man is a third of her fucking size. It couldn't have hurt that goddamn bad. Right? But, so, Rey Mysterio, but Randy Orton is not. Randy Orton is not. Now. Uh, there is something too. You can't keep sitting here going the men are equal to the women, and then but we've got to protect the women from the men. Well, then that falls a fucking part. So if she yeah, enters herself see, into that I, fucking I, match, I, I, okay with the separation. I'm okay with the separation. I don't like it. Well, yeah, because you're sexist. Like but the point here is, no, if she walks into that fucking match because she's a, if this were real life, she walks yeah. into that match because she thinks I'm big and tough and can beat these motherfuckers up then tough shit you got your ass beat by a couple of right. fucking dudes now i'm totally okay with that but again if we're gonna say this this is why i'm not okay with it in today's current whatever we're calling this era right mm-hmm. is if we're gonna say 
at last year's Re- WrestleMania, we need to accept Nia Jax because of her size and she looks different. And, you know, this is going to be geared towards obviously not 30 year olds. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is geared towards kids. Well, fun fact, girls uh, evolve quicker than boys. And so if I just see that a girl is bigger than me, if I watch Nia Jax get hit by Randy Orton, that means I can hit Stacy mm-hmm. in class because she's a little bit bigger than me. Well, right, like we're setting. There's weird also the don't standards. try this shit at home, right? Like well, you can who's still listening to that. You can still reiterate that this is a fucking still. performance art, right? Yeah. Now, but who, uh, that? who does? But there that? is still this, and we've said it all the time. Like women, you can't go. We are equal. I get to hit the men, and they can't hit me back. Fuck now, you. That's bullshit. Yeah. Fuck that's you. Bullshit. Right. Fuck yeah. you. If now, you're hitting me, okay you're getting hit. <laughs> Yeah, right. where I'm okay with it, and this sounds hypocritical, but I do have a little bit of wiggle on this stance, is where I am okay with it when Stephanie McMahon would smack Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns can you know, put her in a submission. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with that part. It's the, we're going to have a match. It's Candice LeRae versus Rey Mysterio. Fuck off. I don't want to see that. Well, Tessa Blanchard's St- been fucking wrestling people left oh, and right. Wrestling yeah, and I know. Right. I know. And so is Candice LeRae. Mm-hmm. She was doing the whole prettiest team with Joey Ryan. They were doing the intergender. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't like it. Doesn't bother science me at all. Says, science says the men will always kick a woman's ass. So we don't need to prove it. I've seen some women beat the fuck out of some dudes in my life. Oh, trust me. <laughs> so, Tanya Evinger, who uh, fights in the UFC, I've seen her beat the shit out of guys at Whiskey Tango plenty of times. I'm just saying, some yeah, not everyone's Tanya right. Evinger. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, and of course. I mean, it, now, like you're I saying. I don't want men hitting women because if men we're are gonna go, If we're going to go, but I also, for the... So to me, where the equality thing comes in is where you're like, I don't want men hitting women because, you know, 75% or more percent of the time that men has a physical strength advantage that's going to beat them up. I can say the same thing for a bigger man on a smaller man, right? Right. Like like Brock Lesnar should not fucking beat me up because he just can, right? Like that's not fucking cool either, right? Right. Now, when that's in real life, when people aren't choosing to fucking fight in a sanctioned right. event, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. therein lies the difference. Even if this yeah. were MMA, if a woman were to say, I'm going to fight a man, and the man's like, you really want to fucking do this? And the girl's like, yes. And they're like, okay. Then she right. suffers the fucking consequences. Yeah, I just takes. don't want this to go down a slippery slope where uh, Alexa Bliss got jumped by Dean Ambrose. Yes. Yeah, the... Where it became uncouth and didn't age well from the, you know, the Attitude Era is putting Mae Young through a fucking table. You know what I mean? Like, guys, right? That's like, what I'm saying. On. And so, right, of course. right, but then with the creative, you know, limitations that these mm-hmm. writers have, because obviously we've seen, I feel like you start to say Nia Jax versus Dean Ambrose, okay, now Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. is going through something, you know? But all that aside, Nia Jax, A, I thought... Did what she did really well. She came in yeah. like like fucking grinning ear to ear with that shitty grin like, I'm going to fuck all you up. Fucked a couple of them up. Uh, you know what I mean? Tossed some fucks out. Even took sold the hits well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and she did awesome. Tossed out. I thought she did well. I One of the most improved people over a very short period of time for me is Nia Jax. Easy, I'm easy, like, easy. Oh, my easy. God. 
Oh my God! What is not improved about her? Her, her. Well, here's her, here's what's okay. been improved by her. She's been getting less screen time. Well, she's not been too, getting yeah. the three segments. Right. Okay, but the the her presence in the ring doesn't look like I don't know what I'm fucking doing anymore. Right? True. Her, well, the, her, her, you're want to hate her. You're great. wanting to hate her is improved. Yeah. Right. But yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she's yeah, doing I, that well. Yeah. She's I doing think the as like far I'm as... gonna be a heel thing well. But yes. I think the thing been the most improved is that she's went from three segments a show to one segment a show. Yeah, well, I think Nia Jax one not segment on her a show me, you know? is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think three her, segments is that's when I start to complain. Yeah. That ain't her decision. That's WWE right. like it, trying it, to force but it, right? The character, but again, I'm viewing what I see. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. yeah. So Right. I like uh, when she's like Look at some of the girls. She's like, "What the fuck are you gonna do about it?" And I like when she like, you know, what I mean, was fucking with Dean. She's like, "What? What? You know, what I mean, like, yeah. fucking come in here and do something, right?" Because you, you go, any woman that does that in real life, you want to look at that guy that's Dean Ambrose and go, "Will you go kick her fucking ass already?" Yeah. Like, God damn, right. she's back and forth. I understand that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought also why she did a little bit better, in my opinion, uh, in the men's Royal Rumble than other women have in the past. I think she actually felt comfortable. Like, I'm being honest, I think sometimes because of how powerful and big she is, when she does the shoulder tackle to Bailey, for example, mm. she kind of pulls up at the end. I think she felt like, oh, I can go 100% like I want to and do the shoulder tackle to Randy Orton right. or do the pickup of Rey Mysterio because these guys can handle this it. This is you where... Know weight classes would be more appropriate so you could have the intergender things if there was a weight class involved right like nia but, Jax, well, she's 300 and uh 0.5 ounces so she's only 28 pounds <laughs> right yeah okay so seth rollins wins the rumble um i think this is the better idea it, they did a good job of it came down to rollins and and Strowman, and Strowman. i was like oh shit they could go either way with this Right. Yeah. And I didn't feel like the crowd was already turning because I felt like they probably thought what you just said, where it was like, well, I'm going to pay attention because it could go either way. And And I I won't be fine with either. Right. Right. Uh, So I thought, yeah, I thought I thought the ending of both Rumble matches were very appropriate. And yes, we kind of predicted that. I think you predicted Rollins and I think I predicted Becky Lynch. Um, And uh, so, yeah, was it? the most surprising outcome no but like i said sometimes you have to you can't just jump to the end you have to tell the stories to get to the end and it was appropriate i thought it was good yeah all right well we're going to come back and we're talking about our favorite things of the week uh when we come back and maybe we'll hit some extra things uh, you know on, on ron smackdown as a, as a fallout to the rumble uh, so as not to make that just a two-minute segment. But, I mean, we went pretty goddamn long on this one, too, so you might be like already like kind of the Royal Rumble. Be like, all right, guys. Got it. Okay, so um, let's see what else. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Spanish Announce Table Podcast. We're on Instagram.com slash Tweet the Table. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back to the Spanish Announce Table. Fun fact, the less people know, the more they think they know. This is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Spanish Announce Table. Well, with us, it's a podcast. I mean, it's not like you have to hang, you know, through the break or anything like but that. But thank you. Can, yeah, but thank you. Um, I know we went long, but there was so much to talk about. And there's still more to talk about because we didn't even touch on any of the fallout. We like to do a favorite thing of the week. We were doing a least favorite thing of the week, but I think we've kind of determined, like, that just makes us sound negative, and you can always pick something that sucked, unless there's something drastic that we feel we need to talk about. 
we won't necessarily like it also puts me in a negative frame of mind right like i've got to find something that i thought sucked right you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we'll stick with the favorites, and then we'll kind of mention some honorable mentions that could have been our favorite if our favorites weren't so goddamn cool, like the Spanish Announce Table. SpanishAnnounceTable.net, brought to you by BWT. Tom, you want to go first, or you want me to tell you what my favorite thing of the week was? I will let you go first. How about that? All right. I'm a gentleman. I am going to do... Yeah. You're gentle. Um, I'm going to go with the Becky Lynch-Ronda Rousey promo from raw because one of the major things was the coming out party for the real ronda rousey and i don't mean the real ronda rousey like the real is it the real aj styles and the new daniel bryan right yeah that's what it was yeah that's not what i mean more as in the she got up in her goddamn grill and was like oh you're the hottest thing now i've been a fucking name for a decade I'm going to rip your goddamn arms off and shove them up your ass. I'm paraphrasing. She didn't say that, but you know what I mean? Well, she said I was going to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. What she threat. did say is I've always thought, you know, I've been watching pro wrestling since, you know, for as long as I can remember. I can't think of any time ever that they've said kill. They've said beat yeah. up. They say I'm going to bury you. Maybe she went into business for herself and messed that up. Or I don't know if she went in business for herself or it went from a work to a shoot real right, quick. Right, yeah. I think it was a bullet yeah. points, like they've been saying, and they're sitting in the back going, this is why we don't do bullet points anymore. Right. <laughs> right. I was- thought, yeah, I thought both women killed it. I agree that my biggest takeaway was like, yep, that's the Ronda Rousey that I've been waiting to see in WWE. That was awesome. It left Becky grinning. Like, you know, when someone has a good comeback, like when you try to insult someone and they get a good comeback and then you have nothing nothing to say. So you just kind of grin. Yeah. You're like, okay, (laughs) right. Yeah. That's yeah, all she had. That's what I felt like mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch left with was just like, oh, well, I'll show you later, right? But not right, right now. Uh, so I left thinking Ronda Rousey went shoot in that promo, yes. and it caught me off guard, and it was eyebrow raising, right? Because I now, wonder if that came out of because I mean she was getting booed out of the building she earlier. Stop the that promo. Thing. Bailey just had to go out there and said, "Like I heard you were uh, doing an open challenge." She never even mentioned yeah. the open challenge because she just couldn't sent get her that out. Part. They're like, "Bailey, get the fuck out there and solve this." Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but I, so you know, they do the match. Uh, Becky comes out. They do the whole four thing. I saw it on the screen, so I was like, "Oh, maybe this is leading to that," but it didn't. But I thought Becky Lynch also did great. Now again, I think she left. I think she got left smiling because you know it's hard when the last person has the last word, but. All of what she said with the, I told you I was coming back, and I'm mm-hmm. back. Like, all of that stuff. The, the whole, last time need, we were together. I'm like Seth yeah. Rollins. I don't need time. Yeah, I choose, I choose you. you. Yes. And, yeah, I thought her side, I thought her side was a 10 out of 10, and I thought Rhonda's side was a 12 out of 10. If I can give a shout-out also to the next night on SmackDown when they had Charlotte come out, and she was like, doing the clearly jealous, but she's trying to take credit for it thing. She's like, oh, I'm so happy. And, like, it was the same kind of thing, right? It's leaving Becky in this, like, I've got nothing to say, and she just said, fuck it, and just sucker punched her right in the goddamn jaw. And I was like, yeah. that's that's why she's the fucking man. Yeah. Like, that is why. Yep. Yeah, Becky Lynch is just killing it right Charlotte, now. though, by the Do way? What? what? 
Did you have a tweet the table about Charlotte that you wanted yeah, to share? Yeah, at B underscore double underscore D. That's B underscore double, the, the letter B underscore double underscore D-E-E. I want to make sure I set that out so everybody can follow him on Twitter because he is the title sponsor of SpanishAnnounceTable.net uh, for the next year. Indeed. Says, Jesus, Charlotte, go away. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't think so. I mean, I think she's still absolutely one of the best. You could still argue the best at what she's doing out there. Um, it's just Becky Lynch is just so on fire and has the crowd eating out of the palm of her hand right now. You have to have Charlotte out there. Well, so, you know, like, like I said, the biggest glare from the pay-per-view weekend was not having Adam Cole any part of any show, right? But the biggest glare from almost a perfect episode of SmackDown was that Asuka didn't even show up at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was just incredibly stupid. But I think Charlotte still has a role in this story. And it's just like you said, the like, I'm jealous, but I'm not really jealous because really what you're doing, Becky, is what I was doing. So, you know, you can thank me whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. Like, that role exists in real life. Like, that is a mean girl's role that should be told. So mm-hmm. I agree where it's like – I. I hope she doesn't get added to the match. That's my fear, is I don't want this to get convoluted with another person. I just want Becky versus Ronda. But let's not forget, we have Elimination Chamber. We've got Fastlane. And we need matches for those. And that's where I'm okay with it. I'm so worried because they just might, they just might make Ronda Rousey and whomever the actual final main event of WrestleMania this year. I'm getting that feeling that they may do that. The quote-unquote actual main event of WrestleMania, even though Mm -hmm. they do, what, they have like five main events. Yeah. Yeah. But I know they're going to do that. And then Charlotte's around. There's going to be this almost guilt factor of not putting Charlotte in that match, no matter the storyline, right? You get what I'm saying? Like, she's uh-huh. going to be like, what the fuck? I've done all this, and now I don't get that spot when you finally pull that trigger. And they're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, damn, she's right. And Ric Flair is going to be like, woo, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, right? And they're just going to be like, well, we've got to, because that's what WWE no. fucking does. Yeah. Again, we're, we're yeah, uh, I th- I'm hoping, again, maybe I'm being overly mm-hmm. optimistic, but I think... You know, we have two more pay-per-views till WrestleMania. You can't just have Becky Lynch and Ronda just doing promos until we get for, to WrestleMania. Nine so you need to have something for been. both of them to do, and that's where I, huh? Yeah, for like nine fucking weeks or whatever is left until Mania. Right. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So that's where I, th- hopefully, we we flush out this Charlotte angle to the storyline, and then. By the time it's WrestleMania, then it's just Becky and Ronda. And that's why I think if they do this whole four horsewomen thing, I think that's when Charlotte goes with Asuka. Because right now, like I said, Asuka wasn't on the show. It seems like no one's even fucking calling her out, right? Carmella didn't say anything when she was out there. Uh, the uh, Mandy Rose and uh, uh, the other girl... Uh, they didn't say anything about her. Naomi's not, you know, Man. no one's calling out Oscar, so it has to be someone with her. Speaking of Carmella, just way off topic. I'm going to switch gears real quick here. Truth won that U.S. title. They botched that fucking pinfall situation with the ref pretty hard, didn't they? 
But I think they tried to. I think that's what they wanted us to think. Because everything else lined up so perfectly well. Yeah. I think that was a work uh yeah much or whatever. It was just odd. Uh but hey, oh, yeah. our truth that's is our US truth. You go like, wait a minute, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And then yeah, I thought it was perfect. If it was a work. Right. But our truth, the United States champion, go figure. Who would have guessed that? Why? Again, <laughs> I just here's the, here's my beef with it, and it's not him. I'm okay with him, but I've already seen his story. His story was told as our truth. Uh, then he got fired to TNA, became Ron Killings, and he came back as our truth. He peaked with Capital Punishment uh, and him and Miz and John Cena and all that stuff. I've seen his character. I'm fucking done with his character. Yeah, it's like the, Kane. Obviously. Putting the title on him is so they could get to this um, Rusev and Nakamura tag team that's going to that happen. Be any, that could have been anybody. Could have been Hawkins. What I'm saying is, could have been fucking. Huh? Obviously, he's a tag team, but it could have been any fuck. Could have been Dean Ambrose. It could have been whoever the fuck they wanted to throw in there. Yeah, it could have. You know, I always go. Back. It could have been EC3. Could have been EC3. Could have been any fucking buddy at all. Yeah. Another guy this weekend that. It debuted on the main roster and Lacey Evans was out there. Why was an EC3? Where's mm. Lars Sullivan? Uh, panic attack. You didn't catch yeah, all that news, and I, did. Uh, I don't think I don't we're ever going to see him again. <laughs> we won't get into it here. Yeah, um, but where was there was that rumble? They might need to go to fifty fucking people because, like, where was Sanity? Where was the Good Brothers? I mean, there were so many people missing. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Um, going back to this. Uh, I just I didn't want our truth because I'm tired of our truth. I wanted a new talent to be like, well, maybe this can go somewhere. We all know that this isn't going anywhere with our truth. This oh yeah, he's gonna hold it for maybe two, three chamber. weeks, and yeah, somebody's beating him at elimination chamber. Done. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite thing of the week, Tom? My favorite thing of the week comes from my favorite, and in my opinion, the best show in professional wrestling. Spanish I am, of stable. course. Well, we are the best podcast in professional mm-hmm. wrestling, but the best pro wrestling show in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that title has been and still is going to SmackDown Live. My favorite thing of the week is the last segment that closed SmackDown Live. So let's start with uh, how we kicked off this segment. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan comes out. Uh, he names the title Daisy because it was a cow. Yes. Murdered. Uh, she never got to experience joy. She only got to experience pain. I never wanted a burger after he told me this because it made me feel sad. Well, uh, and I love that the crowd is saying, thank you, Daisy. Like, yeah, thank you, great. Daisy. <laughs> Thought it was great. Yeah, that was another part where they're a part of the show, yes. right? And then, like, uh, I think they said recycle or they did something yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. They had some really good chance in there that didn't make it like overwhelming which daniel bryan could have get lost we saw ronda get lost daniel mm-hmm. bryan's definitely on a different level but what i'm saying he went he fought through it he didn't allow that chant to go through he kept going to his promo going to his promo thought his side was great hey quick before you go in hot off the presses we just got another hashtag to the table in live right now going back to the topic we were just talking about at Mr. Fourth Row says, I wonder if little Jimmy is proud of Truth's U.S. Championship win. <laughs> Hashtag tweet the table. 
I'm sure he is. Uh, anyway, back yeah, to what little you're Jimmy again. I've seen all of our truth. <laughs> all right, back God, to what I forgot saying. about little Jimmy until you said that. <laughs> but uh, going back to Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan. First off, like I said, that promo spectacular made me feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Those, those kernels of truth makes a gr- promo. Ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the unveiling of the belt, and we oh. talked about this, where I said it should be like a like a pea green and mm-hmm. like a mustard colored. It was kind of. It was more wood than I thought, hemp. but the yeah. wood was from falling things. Yeah, it's hundred percent biodegradable. Oak. Yeah. Oh, well, here we go. So, Atmosphere Four Throw also said, "I hope the new WWE title isn't biodegradable. Otherwise, the longer Daniel Bryan is champion, it might start to disappear." Hashtag tweet the table. It might. I want to buy it. It looks great. It is. Uh, I sent it to my wife and she was like, I, it looks pretty cool. And I was like, I agree. I think they thought it was going to get booed. And even the crowd was like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> right. It was good. Like, why didn't you think that when the universal title <laughs> debuted? Remember we all booed that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. So I thought the title was perfect. I thought Rowan handing it to Daniel Bryan, showing the submissive. I answer to this guy uh, again, Rowan with the recycled O in his name. Thought it was perfect. Daniel oh, Bryan and, killed and it. him dumping it in the trash when he did was great because you knew that was coming, but he did it way before you thought he was going to do it, right? Yeah. In the middle of his promo, like just like, fuck this. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I thought everything that he did was just spectacular. And then AJ Styles comes out, right? And I was yeah. like, okay, so this is where we're going to Elimination Chamber. Then Randy Orton comes out. Yeah. And I was and then like, they go to what? break, which is weird, but whatever. What's that? Then they went to break, which is weird. I was like, wait oh, a minute. Was, that was yeah. stupid. Uh, again, I don't want to like go behind the curtain, but uh-huh. I think this segment was totally rushed. Yeah. I think somewhere something got messed up because then everyone was just yelling through lo- their lines. But so then Jeff Hardy comes out. Then Mustafa Ali tries to cut a promo. He got two seconds. Joe comes out because, again, I think it was a rush segment. But then on top, the, the oh, my God, fire promo so far of 2019. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch's was amazing. Ronda Rousey's was eyebrow-raising, captivating, could have been a shoot, uh, memorable. Samoa Joe didn't get onto that level, but everything he said was a home yes. run touchdown, whatever sports yes. analogy you want to use there. Uh, first, cutting down R- Randy Orton, saying like, "We haven't tangled yet, but mm. when we do, know that it won't come out of nowhere." Using his own line, thought mm. that was perfect. Then saying Jeff Hardy, I have no idea why you're here, and Jeff Hardy trying to like, "Well, I'm going to talk over you," and then he using that AA line yes. on him. Oh, oh, that was the dagger. That yeah. was the dagger. Je- Randy Orton even cracked up on yeah, that. Did I you see think that? Jeff did. He was just kind of yeah. like, all right, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Perfect line. You yeah. can tell that was an ad lib. Perfect mm-hmm. line. Well, then, and his line to, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Then rolling into the ring and saying, using Mustafa Ali's perfect yes. promo, what I said was awesome about the cop thing seeing in your eyes. And he's like, I saw in your eyes that you were unconscious. Mm-hmm. God damn. See ya. You're out of here. They were close shut when I put your ass to sleep, he said. I was like, holy fuck. And then the cherry on top, the callback to Wendy on AJ Styles. Oh, my God. God damn. I don't – for a promo that was 26 seconds long, I don't think you could do it any better. (laughs) However, there is one little thing that Mr. Fourth Row Pop 
point out that, that it was an, a little unfortunate for Joe. He says, did Samoa Joe's voice crack when he made the boy amongst men comment? Hashtag tweet the table. Of all the places his voice could have cracked, it was right when he was saying that. Right? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, but I think that was his fat transferring but, from the floor to yes. the ring. And it just, it, that it, it was so passing in everything else. Like, it was a home run that I even forgot about it until I read this tweet the table. Uh, yeah. But I did notice in the moment, I was like, woo. But if anybody can make you go like, so what it cracked? What the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah, it's nothing, Joe. sir. Nothing. Here's my right. wallet. Yeah, here's my wallet. Here's my wife. Please just leave me. Just don't hurt me, right? Yeah. Where's oh. Wendy? Can we get Wendy? Yes. Oh, man. Samoa Joe just killing it. Just. That that whole segment, I loved it. Again, I felt like it was a little rushed because I think Ali wanted to say something. And they're like, sorry, kid. But fucking between the... Daniel Bryan unveiling that title, working through a crowd that could have overtaken him, uh, to Samoa Joe just decimating everyone verbally, and then it leading to a brawl because that's the other thing that I like too. It didn't just lead to like, oh man, well I guess we'll make this match next week. It was I'm gonna fucking hate you, mm-hmm. you bitch, and then everyone's fighting. Love and this is Love gonna it. be this is a good mix. I feel like for this elimination chamber coming up, like I think that's a good mix of superstars. You've got. Yeah, Orton's in there. He's a veteran. He can go. Hardy, I, I would have put with somebody else, maybe. If I could take anyone out, it would be Hardy. But uh, yeah. I feel like that's if I a could good take, mix. Yeah, if I could take anyone out, it would have been Hardy, and that's when I would have put uh, Andrade in. I would have put Andrade in there just to give it – because, again, I'm – I'm not going to end this uh, episode on a bad note, but one thing I will point out, we don't always need Mexicans fighting Mexicans. Rey Mysterio can fight someone else. Yeah, I did like Andrade doing the fucking um, Rey Mysterio shit, right? Like that oh, was Oh, he fun. tried to the three amigos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that was perfect. Yeah, it was that doing was the really shimmy good. and everything. Like, yeah, fuck you, Rey. Like, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. But SmackDown was great. Again, one omission it was where's Asuka? You just made the man tap out and you're just not going to show up. thought that was weird, but I get it's a two-hour show. Um, I want Adam Cole and everything because Adam Cole baby is the man. I'm happy. I'm excited for halftime heat. Uh, I'm excited, man. Halftime heat's going to kick off a good, fun little role that hopefully leads us right into WrestleMania. You know, I am more looking forward to halftime heat than I am the actual Super Bowl game. No, I'm not. You know why? The Patriots always have a very fun, exciting football game. Did you catch the like? uh, It was like a press conference style interview with Tom Brady, and they're talking about Jared Goff. And the Rams. Oh, and yeah. They're, and they're like, what advice like, you have any advice? Like, I'm, like, I'm not giving, him, giving him any advice. I'm like, yes. I was like, what a heel move. Yes. And what a yeah, great I, thing you back up. Why would I give him advice? I'll give him advice yeah. after the game, right? Like, I'll give him advice when I retire. Yeah. Yeah. Even that. Like, hey, am I, I may say something to him after the game, but I'm not going to, what? Hey, here's how you could beat me. Get the fuck out of here. Like, yes. And that's why Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Because he's like, what? Fuck that. That's dumb. (laughs) Oh, all right. So this isn't football. This is pro wrestling. Yeah. A lot of good came out of the Rumble, especially with the fallout, right? Yeah, they at least, I was, I, yeah, they I had was their very finger satisfied on the pulse with there. both shows. I thought they yeah. they did the right moves that made me happy. Yeah, they do see to they they've conceded that they go okay. This we're we're gonna go with what the crowd is telling us we should go with. That kind of shown through at least. Yep. Yeah. So all right, man. Yep, anything else it. before we get out of here? 
Nothing? Nothing else before we get out of here? You can't hear me at all, can you? <laughs> I think Tom may have lost us. We're going to just get out of here. Nope, we I'm will there. Oh, there you are there. See? Yeah. See, we're having these Skype issues again, folks. You know, PayPal, tableshow at gmail.com. Donate us. Zazzle, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash Spanish announce table. Got some stuff look you can great. buy. Yeah, you'll look great. People will say, what is that? And then you can tell your friend, parentheses S, about the show. And there you you know, go. everybody will be happy and it'll just get better and better like it will next week when we return to the Spanish announce table. Being in love shows up in the brain scan like an addiction, not an emotion. Fun fact. The Spanish announce table.